The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to a Pawn Further Review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the very good people, our friends at Coors Light. And it is an exciting week here in Las Vegas, mainly because we're looking ahead to next week and the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. I cannot wait. Those of you who listen to the show know I absolutely adore the Combine. It is arguably my favorite event on the NFL calendar. That is not a regular season game. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is a great event. My heart is filled knowing that the league kept it in Indy this year. Don't just do the right thing, NFL. Keep it there. Everyone loves it there. The Combine was made to be in Indianapolis. But yes, we have a lot of things going on. We will delve into what we got cooking next week uh, in Indy in just a second. But like I said, One of my favorite weeks. We cannot wait. And really, for me, when I look at what the Scouting Combine represents, it represents officially the start of the new year for us, right? The Super Bowl was a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, and I will say it unfortunately, the Super Bowl champion resides in the AFC West. Not necessarily the team we wanted it to be, but alas, that is behind us now. It is done, and now we can officially start looking ahead to 2023 and everything that is going to come along with that. And helping us kind of get ready for all things indie is our guy, Rhett Lewis from NFL Network. Not only do you see him crushing it in terms of analyzing prospects and, and del- delving in to what this draft class is going to bring to the league as a whole, he is the co-host, along with our guy Bucky Brooks, of the Raiders NFL Draft Podcast. And he's going to stop by in just a few minutes. We are going to talk about all things silver and black. We are going to talk about, obviously, the quarterback situation for your Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, a few folks to keep an eye on next week in Indy. And really, you know, Red is great at just getting us ready for everything that we are going to see next week. Uh, As I said, one of my favorite weeks of the year, and I cannot wait. So stick around for our conversation with Red. Real quick, no transactions this week, so we are kind of just shifting ahead. We are moving into some of my important news and notes and things to remind you guys of as we get through the week here before we get to Red. But the NFL Scouting Combine officially gets underway next week in Indy. We will be traveling out to the great state of Indiana. Feels like my second home at this point. Uh, Silver and Black Productions will be on site for the entire week. Our production folks are flying in on Sunday, and I will be coming in along with the rest of the staff on Monday to get rocking and rolling. It is going to be a busy, busy, busy week in Indy in the best possible way. We expect to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, our friends around the league, and if things go well, perhaps a few special guests along the way. But like I said, a fantastic week, and really for us, uh, a fact-finding week, much like you guys. You know, we, we talk, and you'll hear uh, Rhett kind of talk about this as well in a few minutes, but you look at the scouting combine, and really, for the evaluators, and you know, candidly, for folks like us, 
You're just trying to get a better picture of what your team is going to look like the upcoming year, right? Super Bowl's behind us. Free agency, speaking of free agency, uh, officially kicks off March 15th at 1 o'clock p.m. So less than a month. By the time we get back from Indianapolis, we're going to be about, call it 10-ish days away from the start of the tampering period. So we are coming fast and furious for the NFL 2023 season. And really, like I said, the week of the combine is just a fact-finding mission. You're trying to learn more about not only the prospects that are coming out, and, and that's like, look, that's a big part of it. The Raiders are picking as of now at the number seven overall slot in the first round at the end of April. And there are a lot of ways that this team could go. So obviously, there is a big focus while we are in Indy of understanding these guys, understanding who could make sense for the silver and black in the first round, in the second round, into day three. Who makes sense to be a Raider, right? What does this team need to do to get better? And how are these prospects, all 300 plus of them, how do these guys kind of fit into that mosaic of the 2023 Las Vegas Raiders? But also the second part of this is what does your team look like, right? And it could be the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Niners, the Broncos, whoever it is, every team that's there is trying to get a better idea of who their group is going to be this following year. There is no team, the Kansas City Chiefs included, that is a final product at this point. Every team has holes. Every team has needs. Every team has questions that need to be asked going into the start of the year. Everyone has guys that are going to be that are scheduled to hit free agency. Everyone has guys that you're like, oh, are they going to bring them back? Or are they not going to bring them back? Every team in the NFL has some tough decisions to make between now and March 15th. And then again, when we get to the draft weekend. So really my goal for us my goal is to figure out a little bit more about the 2023 Las Vegas Raiders. And we're not going to come back from Indy and have a really clear, crystallized view of what the Raiders are going to do at 7. We're not. And anyone who, go, who comes back from Indy uh, and says, hey, I know exactly what the Raiders are going to do, this is why, they're lying to you. They have no idea. But really for me, like I said, the goal is to help kind of tune the, uh, tune the antenna of the TV and get the picture just a little bit clearer. Uh, and that's in regards to what the Raiders are going to do at seven, what they're going to do in free agency, what they're going to do in regards to guys that are currently on this roster. So it is a fact-finding mission. I cannot wait to go on the mission with all of you and bring our pals, like I said, from Silver and Black Productions, you know, kind of shift operations to Indy for a week. It is going to be an absolute blast. Like I said, we expect to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler. And like I said, if, if we are lucky and we got some things in the works, I don't want to spoil anything, but hopefully a, a few special guests along the way. And, and speaking of Red, who are going to roll his interview in just a sec, him and Bucky Brooks are actually going to do a, a special pseudo live on location episode of the Raiders NFL Draft podcast that will be next week. I will do I will try my best to give an updated kind of schedule to all you guys of what is coming down the pipeline in terms of the Raiders podcast network and everything at Raiders.com and Silver and Black Productions. We're bringing out the full squad, right? We're going to have a, an editorial presence. We're going to have a video presence. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of conversations with folks around the league. So make sure you keep it locked into Raiders.com and at Raiders on every single social channel to make sure you're going along for the adventure with us. And a guy that will join us on the adventure, at least for a little bit, is our guy, Rhett Lewis from NFL Network. And as I said, co-host of the Raiders NFL Draft Podcast, along with our guy, Bucky Brooks. And we were just excited to, to kind of catch up with Rhett. As I said at the top, 
Brett does a really, really fantastic job with the network of kind of diving into this world of draft prospects, uh, you know, of really what to look for from the combine. And one of my favorite things about Rhett is that he not only kind of looks at the, you know, at the combine kind of through the prism of the silver and black, but really he goes, hey, these are some guys just in general that if you're a fan of football, you should be keeping an eye on. So my hope, as it always is with most of the folks that we talk to, that you come away from this conversation and you've learned just a little bit that you have maybe a little tighter grasp of, uh, of what to check out next week in Indy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with our pal, Rhett Lewis. Since the last time you and I spoke, the Raiders have been busy uh, officially parting ways with Derek Carr. And, and so I'll ask you this. When you look at, at kind of your mock draft and the, and the mock drafts ar- around the league from the folks that know a lot more than I do, how does that kind of quarterback absence and kind of the fluidity now that the silver and black have at number seven kind of impact those top ten picks? It makes the top 10 so much more fun. Let's go. The intrigue and the interest in where these quarterbacks are going to go and how fast they're going to come off the board uh, is super compelling, especially as we get to the combine where we're going to see the top, you know, five guys that are going to be in that, that kind of range for the Raiders at seven. If that's where they, is that that's where they end up sticking and picking, right? I think right now, Eddie, you could see three quarterbacks off the board in the top five. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be the teams that are currently in the top five that take those quarterbacks, but I think they're worthy of those selections. And I think um, you're going to see some movement in those top seven to 10 picks based on the quarterbacks. And now that the Raiders are fully, you know, kind of in quarterback mode, finding a franchise quarterback, whether it is you know, for this year, for the near term, near term or for the future, you know, they're going to have their eyes on these guys. So when we look at CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, I think you're talking about the top four there. Uh, All four of those guys could be gone by the top 10. So I think the Raiders are in a great spot at number seven to either let their guy come to them or try to get a little bit aggressive and say, all right, what can we package to get up to, let's say, five or to get up to let's say three and really go and get the guy that we want. Um, The bears are definitely going to dictate a lot of that at number one, who we kind of perceive as not in the quarterback market unless something crazy happens. Uh, So I think there's still a lot of dominoes left to fall. And and I think what's so interesting to me, Red, as we get, you know, get closer to that last weekend in April is that not only are the Raiders having this quarterback conversation for the first time in about a decade, right, which I think is exciting in and of itself. I think the fans, uh, it's something easy to get behind and to be excited and to be intrigued about what the next six, eight weeks look like. But sitting at seven, and look, I, I always got to give this disclaimer. I am not speaking for anyone. This is just my two cents. But it's crazy that, like, in theory, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders moved up. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Raiders moved back. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Raiders stood right where they are at seven. And so there's so many diff- – it feels like one of those kind of choose-your-own-adventure books for the Raiders this draft season. And I cannot wait to see what happens with that number seven pick overall, if it does end up being at number seven, or if Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, like you said, decide to get aggressive or trade back. Like There is no shortage uh, of kind of ways that we could take this thing. You know, and I think that's good. I think there's a couple of scenarios that we could highlight kind of in that regard. So, you know, let's just look back at Josh McDaniels' history and and even, you know, Dave's also, you know, having spent so much time together in New England. And you have, you know, you had the GOAT for the better part of 20 years. And so obviously you're looking and, and you found such great success there. You know, are you looking for someone who I'm not saying is going to be Tom Brady, but fits that mold as more of the pocket passer? Well, that 
that's CJ Stroud, right? From Ohio state, big frame, big arm, you know, is not as mobile as let's say a Bryce young or a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson, but can move around a little bit and is mo- mobile enough to get out of trouble in today's game. Um, but I, I think he's going to be the second, if not the first quarterback off the board. So like that, in that case, you're going to have to be aggressive at number seven. You're going to have to go up in some way, shape or form. But what if the Raiders sit and pick at set or sit there at seven and four quarterbacks, the top four are gone by the first six picks. Then what do you do? Well, do you take the best player available? By the way, there's going to be some pretty dang good players there. If all the quarterbacks went, you know, in four in those first six picks, you know, you might get the best offensive lineman on the board and Peter Skaronsky. You might get, you know, one of those defensive studs that are still out there. Um, and so, you know, you might have a cornerback there. If you're a big fan of De- uh, Devin Witherspoon or Joey Porter Jr., like those type of players could be available. And then that makes 38 in the second round really intriguing because there's a guy that I love in this class, Hendon Hooker, quarterback at Tennessee, who I think would be in that first round conversation, if not for the knee injury he suffered late season against South Carolina. I would have no qualms taking him at 38 and being like, okay, let's let's find ourselves a suitable option here for the next year or two. Let's give Hendon some time to get the knee right. Let him develop in Josh's system. And boom, we're off and running as a quarterback for the next 10 years, you know, at some point. So like, those are a couple of different options. And there's there's even more, you know, that we could sit here and go through and, you know, what do you want to package to move up and that sort of thing. But there's some real options in this draft at quarterback. And I'll say this, the last time the Raiders did select a quarterback in the second round of the draft, turned out pretty okay. Turned out pretty all right. Uh, We have talked a lot about the quarterbacks over the past couple of weeks, really kind of into the tail end of, of 2022 and for obvious reasons. But as we get ready now to go to Indy in just a few days, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but as we get ready to go to Indy now for the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine, what are some of the position groups that maybe we haven't paid enough attention to just because we have been so engrossed and and living in this world of quarterback, quarterback, quarterback? Well, look, let's stay on the offensive side for a moment because, you know, um, shrouded in all of that quarterback conversation is the running back position. And while we all love what Josh Jacobs has done in his career as a Las Vegas Raider, you know, the fact remains that, you know, he, he is a he is a free agent and maybe he gets a franchise tag. Maybe he doesn't. Um, but, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, Amir Abdullah also is a free agent as well. So now you're like, OK, Zamir White, the young guy that we drafted last year um, as, and Brandon Bolden still under contract. You know, what do we have to do with that position to find, you know, the next guy that can carry the mail for us if if the dollars and cents don't work out with Josh? Well, I think this running back group is really interesting. Like, I think there are starters on all three days of the draft, right? Talking about, you know, round one players like Bijan Robinson, talking about, you know, round two and three, you know, players like a Chase Brown out of Illinois, even into day three, where, you know, the Chiefs right here in the AFC West ended up finding Isaiah Pacheco, who ended up starting for him in the Super Bowl. So I think that group is going to be really intriguing. I look at a guy like uh, Devon Achain out of Texas A&M as one that kind of fits the Amir Abdullah role, like probably not your guy to, to, you know, to give the Josh Jacobs workload 25, 27 carries a game. But man, I mean, the dude's got major return ability. Saw that in 2021, 95 yard kick return touchdown against Alabama. He can turn a five yard into 50. Doesn't have as much receiving production as I think you'd like to see for a guy of that frame and with that kind of playmaking ability. So I'm not sure what the case is there, why that didn't translate at Texas A&M could just be scheme. 
Uh, but he's a guy that maybe you could find in that third to fourth round range, or maybe even in the second, depending on how well he tests. And I think he's going to test pretty good. Um, and then there are the bigger backs, you know, that can carry the mail too. I think the running back position is really intriguing. And then offensive line. Look, you can't have enough of these guys. And and while we love what Colton Miller has done on the left side, um, and, you know, that we, we've got some good play in the interior from last year's rookie class as well. What can you do to continue to support whoever is going to be the quarterback? And that's what you got to be looking at. And the offensive linemen go off on Sunday this year. So they're the final group along with the running backs. You know, it's, it's so interesting where you look and we, we talk about kind of just the totality of putting together a roster. And we, you know, I've talked to so many people smarter than I, and they say, you know, you know the combine is a checklist, right? If you're an evaluator, you want to go in, you want guys to hit what they need to hit, the height, the weight, the speed, all that kind of stuff, and have a chance to talk to these some of these guys, you know, live, live in, in, in person. Yeah. When you, in your, in your opinion, right, when you look at a guy and let's say maybe he doesn't hit all the measurables or test the sure. way that he want that you expect him to test, what does that do in kind of the evaluation of, of maybe turning a day one guy into a day two guy or, or the opposite where a guy maybe over, uh, over impresses in the testing aspect of things? Well, look, I think you have to take it all with a grain of salt. And, you know, I know that that's kind of the, you mentioned your, your disclaimer, uh, your, you know, earlier when talking about, you know, quarterbacks and, and what the Raiders may or may not do um, th- that the, the combine is a cautionary tale. And look, the, the Raiders know that very well. Yeah. You want to go back in, in Raider history and look at what, what happened with Bruce Campbell, uh, who, you know, lit the combine up as an offensive lineman coming out of Maryland and, you know, just didn't quite have that kind of production that you would expect from a player of that, that nature with that kind of athleticism, uh, at the NFL level. Um, you know, and so, you know, I, I think there are great stories where, you know, let's say a guy ran faster than you expected and then ended up, you know, showcasing that speed. Like, look what happened with Brees Hall out of Iowa State last year with the New York Jets. I mean, dude lit up the turf at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, ran a 4-4-0, and everybody was like, whoa, hold on a second. Brees Hall, this is the same. And then you go back and you're like, okay. I see some of that speed in spurts on his tape at Iowa state. And it's just maybe like that time kind of alerts you and like kind of makes the radar go up, the antenna go up a little bit. And you're like, okay, let me see if I can go back and find that in his game tape somewhere. And that's generally what people do. And it's generally what we talk about with the combine is it's an, it's an opportunity to say, all right, I didn't see this from him initially. Let me go back and look again and lo and behold, there it is. There's that, you know, that uh, that 10 foot nine broad jump, right? There's that 41 inch vertical. You see the explosion and then it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. If if you get a guy that is, you know, that's all the way down on your draft board and all of a sudden he has some crazy testing number in the end, you're still going to trust the tape, mm-hmm. but it's great to kind of have that second look at a player once you've seen some of that athleticism because right now all these guys are doing is training for these combine drills they're not training to be football players yet you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you, you do have to kind of take it all with a grain of salt i mean you talk about cautionary tales something a little bit closer is obi melifanu a few years back sure. coming out of yukon and, and i mean god bless him like obi dominated that week in indianapolis every single measurable every single yeah. Everything. I mean, he was he was all combine, and unfortunately, at uh, the production when he got to Oakland, uh, not really what we expected when we came and we yeah. uh, we saw those big numbers. But uh, Rhett, let me. Who are a few guys that regard Raiders, not Raiders, that you're just excited to see when you get to Indy for whatever reason? The guys that really you go, huh? I I like him, but I want to see it in person a little bit. Yeah. So here's one for sure that I think is just going to be fun for everybody to watch. And and here's the thing, like. It's going to be, I think, because of how well he's going to do at the combine, it's going to be tough for the Raiders to find a way to get him 
unless he falls to 38. I think this this player might end up being a first-round pick. It's going to have the first-round buzz after the way he blows up the testing. And it is Northwestern defensive end edge rusher, uh, Ade, 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 uh, here we go. Let's try it. Let's do it, baby. Come on. Let's try Here we go. Adi Adeboore. There it is. Ooh. All right. Come on. It's, uh, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get that one down before uh, I'm, I'm down on the field doing these, uh, yeah. you know, broadcasting these live uh, on field drills for NFL network uh, on Thursday and Friday on the defensive side, but he is an edge rusher kind of low to the ground at like just over six foot six one, but man, he's got an 82 inch wingspan. So like you're talking about like Chandler Jones type arms here. And he is a dude that is going to be a freak in the testing, whether from 40 yard dash to broad jump to vertical. Um, He was a guy that's a little bit under the radar because Northwestern was, you know, not very good this year. And he is one of those dudes that you're going to be like, you know, he is on the all combine team, but I think he's got the production and the ability for production that'll match the testing numbers. So he's one to watch uh, for sure. And by the way, at a position that, you know, I think the Raiders will look at heavily, you know, along that defensive line. Um, and then I would say a wide receiver that could be fun is Trey Palmer from Nebraska. Okay. He was an LSU transfer, played one year at Nebraska. Look, wasn't a great year for the Cornhuskers, but he was highly productive. He is a deep ball specialist from the slot. And the dude ran like a 10, 400 meters in high school. Yeah, so we do. could be seeing one of those sub four, three forties right there. So there's a player on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball that might light, uh, light things up and turn some heads with their numbers. Yeah. And I mean, that's the beauty of the combine too, is that they're going to be a handful of these guys that, that when we get, when we fly back from India at the end of the week, you're like, you know, add him to the list, right? He did yes. what he needed to do. Uh, and I yeah. think it's the beauty of the, this entire week. You know, the NFL world descends upon Indy and is going to be a blast. We cannot wait to see you and Bucky. I'm going to do yeah, my shameless plug on the way out. You guys are going to record the Raiders NFL Draft podcast live for us in Indy. It is going to be a blast. And I don't want to give any, uh, you know, a, a slight tease, Red. I think yeah, we're going to have uh, we're going to have some some friends hang out with you, some people that mm. fans of the silver and black uh, are very much going to want to hear from uh, over the draft season, whatever this is. And I can't Raider wait. nation. Let's yes. go from the combine. Join us. Let's have some fun. And, uh, Hey, you know, you know, by the way, here's another shameless plug for you at red NFL, submit some questions. Maybe we could field some questions, some draft questions from some friends, some combine questions from Raider nation out there and see if we can answer them for you on the pod. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Like I said, I cannot wait to see you and Bucky out in Indy safe travels for both of you. It is going to be an absolute blast. Silver and black productions taking over Indy for a week. Let's go. Cannot wait. Uh, red best of luck to you. Like I said, Dave Travels, we'll see you in a few days. All right, brother? All right, man. Thanks, Eddie. And a big thank you to Red for making time for us during a very, very busy season for him. And as we talked about, make sure you head on over to the Raiders Podcast Network, download, subscribe, like, all that good stuff for the Raiders NFL Draft Podcast. Him and Bucky Brooks have been such fantastic additions to our squad over the past couple weeks, and I cannot wait to see them in Indy, but also kind of see what they got cooking as we progress through draft season. So, Before we crack an ice cold bruchacho and get out of here, quick programming note for everything that we got cooking next week because it is going to be a busy week for Silver and Black Productions. We will have this show. We'll have upon further review and it's normal slot on Thursday. So no need to fear. We'll be back and and doing our normal thing just from Indy. Uh, But I also am very excited. We talked about this a week or two ago. Uh, We have a limited series podcast. This is the first time we've kind of done this. First Stop Indy available 
for downloads, you know, like, and et cetera. But if you subscribe to the Raiders Podcast Network, it will automatically hit your feed. And really, it is our show dedicated to all things Combine, dedicated to all things indie. We're going to have conversations with, like I said, a lot of our folks around the league that will live there. Hopefully we get some time with Coach McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. Those conversations will live there. Really, the goal is for it to be a one-stop shop from everything that we do produce and kind of gather while we are in the great state of Indiana. So make sure you go and, uh, and download that. Subscribe, get ready, because the feed is going to be hot. And as I said, Bucky and Rhett are going to be uh, joining us on location in Indy. They will do a special version of their show, the Raiders NFL Draft, po- excuse me, Raiders NFL Draft Podcast. So we are just going to be cooking. The feed is going to be on fire. There is going to be a lot of stuff hitting the uh, hitting the timeline, getting you know getting into your eyes and ears. And so we just thank you, thank you, thank you for coming to hang out with us and make sure that you like, subscribe, and you and you come along for the adventure with us. And that's just what we got cooking on the pod side of things, right? Like I said, the Silver and Black Productions crew, we are going very aggressively into indie. And so per usual, our video team is going to do a fantastic job of gathering everything that you need to know about the scouting combine. It is going to be a blast. They do a fantastic job turning that around in a timely fashion and making sure that you feel like you are in indie with us. And then also... Just another thing to keep in mind, because we don't have enough going on next week in Indy, our pals at Raider Nation Radio, Q Myers and, uh, and company, will be in Indy as well. I actually believe it's just going to be Q, but all the same, make sure you lock into to 920 if you're here in Vegas or on the Raiders app to hear Q. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of uh, cross-pollination, a lot of collabing while we are in Indy, so it is going to be a blast, man. We are going silver and, excuse me, Indy will turn silver and black for a week And I cannot wait. It is going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be busy. It is going to be tiring. You know, really, the combine kind of feels like Super Bowl light. And and I I say light, emphasize light. There is nothing that you can do that compares to a Super Bowl, that compares to a radio row, that compares to that energy, that excitement, that sensory overload. But what the combine is, is really the NFL world kind of just shifts to Indianapolis for a week. Every, all the coaches, all the GMs, all the respective staffs, the digital production folks like, like me and, and our crew, everything is just there. And it is a lot of fun. There is so much information to be gleaned. I know that a lot of our local media will be out there as well doing, uh, doing their thing and covering this team. So you will have no shortage uh, of coverage. You will have no shortage of things to read, listen to, and watch. And, uh, and as I said, man, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. I really enjoy the Combine, and uh, I'm excited to get back there. But before we get back to Indy, before I start packing my bags and trying to figure out what the weather will be like, because usually it's either snowing or gorgeous, really, really feels like there's no in-between out there, we got to crack an ice-cold bruchacho. And today, I'm excited, man. I'm fired up. This ice-cold Coors Light for not only a dear friend of mine, not only one of my college buddies, but a member of the Raider Nation, uh, the great Brian DeLumpa. He was a graphic designer with us uh, in Oakland for a handful of years and one of my buddies. And I'm cracking this cold one for him because he is now a graphic designer for the Dallas Stars of the NHL. And he had a super cool uh, opportunity to design their Black History Month warm-up jersey. And he did a kick-ass job. They are super, super cool. Um, 
He got a lot of, of media coverage there locally in Dallas and kind of in our Oregon alumni network for everything that he did, all the details that went into him. And they're awesome, man. They are really, really cool. He did a fantastic job. No detail went kind of unnoticed or without purpose. Uh, and I was really proud of him, man. Like I said, a, a member of the Raider family here. Like I said, was a graphic designer with us back in Oakland and then ultimately moved, I believe it was east. Geography is not my uh, strong suit, but moved east uh, to Texas to take on the uh, the, the challenge of, of, uh, of the NHL and hockey and, and really kind of his first love uh, in terms of sports. So just awesome. Really, really cool. Really proud of him. And a great opportunity for, for, like I said, an incredible guy and uh, very, very proud of him. So, Brian, this one is for you, my friend, and uh, you most certainly deserve it. And you guys, you deserve all the fantastic coverage that is coming your way as we shift our operations to Naptown, baby, Indianapolis. We are hitting the road here in just a few days, and I cannot wait. So, Freddie Pascal, our guest this week, Rhett Lewis, my man Ray on the ones and twos, and everyone else at Silver Noob Productions who uh, helps this thing get from A to Z. We thank you, thank you, thank you. And as I said, next stop, Indy, baby. Here we come, and we will see you, obviously, from Indy for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. 